Welcome, everybody, to another episode of JR Basketball. My name is John, joined again, once again, by Ronnie. Ronnie, how the heck are you doing today? Good. I'm doing really good, other than my car breaking down and I got to fix my sprinklers in the front, but I'm doing good. How are you? It sounds like you have the makings of a country song going on there. <laughs> yeah. You have your broken down car. You have your sprinkler problems. Are, are all your dogs and cats alive? Or well, They're all dead, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Ronnie. Yeah. But I'm doing good. I, I still got a little bit of the COVID coughs going on. Uh, but for the most part, yeah. you know, everyone at home is getting healthier. Uh, excited to be watching some summer league basketball. Uh, you know, I, I thought I had my DVR set up to watch Summer League, and then I went to actually go watch some of the games. I started feeling better, and I realized I had not actually set it up to record. So mm-hmm. hopefully next year, Ronnie, you and I, we we got to make our way down to Vegas and watch some Summer League games. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It's something that yeah. I want to do. Have you have you been down there before when that's been going on, or have you seen Summer League it games in really person? It is really cool. I mean, I haven't... I haven't actually been there, but I was there at the time when it was going on and me and my wife were, you know, walking around the Vegas strip and we would be around like food places and then like it would be their break time for like the the players, you know, and they would go to, that's where they have to eat too, you know, they eat in the food courts too. So it's weird seeing all these super tall guys like surrounding you and I, I didn't know any of them, but it was cool. <laughs> Yeah, typically summer league is for those those younger players, those players that maybe quite haven't mm-hmm. found a home on a team, rookie players, second year players. Uh, you're typically not going to see the Jabberants and certainly not the LeBron James yeah. participating there. They might be there watching their teammates and supporting their teammates, but yeah, typically you're going to see the younger guys out there at summer league. Uh, but it's still a really cool way to get that exposure mm-hmm. to the NBA, especially if you're you know money's tight and you live it out west yeah. i think the tickets were like 40 dollars a game or something crazy cheap like that so it's a good opportunity to see these players see these all-stars of tomorrow and watch some professional basketball so i'm excited i really do want to try to make it a point to do it this year uh next year this year i was thinking about it obviously covid derailed all of that but speaking of summer league have you seen that the magic have went ahead and deactivated their first round pick paolo Banchero, he has been benched. They're shutting him down for the rest of summer league. Do you think that's a wise move? Do you think they should have let him keep playing? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? At first, I want to say it's smart, but when I think about it more, I'm like, well, why not just give him the experience against these guys, you know, and just get him in, get him in a groove? I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think summer league is is even less important than preseason. So, yeah, you get him out there, you see what he can do, but there's no need to. Yeah, to risk injury just because you want to see him play. You drafted him for a reason. You've done your due diligence. You know what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. It is nice to see him go against you know other NBA level talent. But yeah, I would I would play cautiously in the summer league, especially when you're the Orlando Magic and you know you you really need to turn your franchise around. And this is the guy that you've picked. This is the guy you picked to do that. Yeah, if your first pick got hurt, I mean, it'd definitely be you know then people would be like, why were you playing him so much? So. I, I kind of see it from that point of view. Yeah, and you're always going to have those second guessers. You know, people can get hurt in garbage time, and people have gotten hurt in garbage time. You have to ask those mm-hmm. questions. You never know what's going to happen, but I just think preseason is not that important. Summer league is even less important. I think it's more for those bubble guys, guys like Taco Fall that may not have a team. Do you really care how Taco Fall plays in the fall league? Uh, I don't think it's important. Well, yeah, that one did actually. So because Aiton is a yeah, you know he's he's on the market. You know, I look at Taco Fall and I'm like, well, he could replace Aiton for the Suns and uh, Coffee Cockburn. I, hey, 
speaking of that, so you know, there's two of my favorite names, oh, right? Boy. Taco and Mr. Cockburn. Yeah. I, Why couldn't Taco's last name be Cockburn? And then it would be Taco Cockburn. Oh, yeah, I would love that. These are the questions Anyways. that keep you up at night, Roddy. <laughs> I just, I just, just, just had to point that out. <laughs> but no, these players that, I mean, so he's averaging 15 rebounds per game, Taco is, and then, um, Mr. Cockburn is <laughs> averaging 13 rebounds a game. So when I have some, a player like Aiton, who I, I don't think is a good rebounder, I see these stats, it kind of makes me go, hmm. And, and then I see they're unrestricted free agents. But then you did point out to me that Taco signed for, what was it, Utah? Yeah, Taco was uh, acquired by the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So, I don't know. I find it interesting. I just don't think that these guys, yeah, they're going to replace the production that you're getting from DeAndre Ayton. Right. On the offensive side of the of the board uh, of the game, he'll be able to replace his rebounding, but he won't be re- replacing his offense. Yeah, but in the, today's NBA, you're not the Suns are not going to be better losing DeAndre Ayton and picking up Taco Fall at the end of the day, right? He's yeah, he's a depth player at best. Yep. Have you watched any summer league? Because I I I tried watching some of it. Like I tried watching some of the Suns games, but I was having a really tar- hard time. Just you know. <laughs> being on my phone instead of like watching the game you know i I'd, I'd have my phone instead have you watched any games no i set up my i just recently set up my dvr i think i mentioned this at the start i i okay. wanted to i meant to i went to go look at some of the yeah. recordings that i had and my youtube tvd had done absolutely nothing so i went back into the library and said hey i, I want to record these mm-hmm. games please Please let me watch them. So uh, I do like watching some of them. I like to see how some of the lottery picks did. You know, Paolo's obviously mm-hmm. been shut down, but you have uh, Jabari Smith, uh, Chet Holgram, uh, Keegan Murray. You still have a lot of the top draft picks that I yeah. do want to check out. I do want to see how they do. Uh, I just haven't had an opportunity to do that. So I'll let the DVR load up a couple of games and sit down and and see how things go. So that's, that's the plan going forward, yeah. but nothing as of yet. Well, Chet Holgram, he was a uh, second pick in this year's draft, right? Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. I think he was. Oklahoma City picked him second overall. Yeah, so he's he's tied with uh, he's tied in second place for three blocks per game. Um, he actually broke a record in some league where he got six blocks in a game, and that was a record. So, um, he he actually broke that. That was interesting. So he's the talk of summer league right now. He's knocking down threes. He's the tallest. He's so small and everything. I mean, skinny, I should say. But uh, yeah, he's he's an interesting player. Um, he's it's just I can't believe like these other guys how they they try dunking on this skinny kid, you know, and they just end up blocking it in their face. So it's it's kind of funny to watch. You should watch some of those highlights. You'll be kind of amazed. Yeah, he is one that I definitely wanted to watch. You know, they also talked about his ball handling skills yeah. out uh, coming out of college. So he's definitely one of the top priorities to to check out. Yeah, and then there's Josh Giddy. He's leading. Uh, he's second in assist in summer league and he's on the same team as chet so they're you know he's passing it to him and getting a bunch of assists off of him so it's kind of interesting to see how they work yeah that's kind of neat right they'll have a Um, first in points right now it's cam thomas i don't know who that was and then there's moses moody um trey murphy the third so and then i actually did look at those players most of them are from draft players from 2019 so they're still trying to make a name for themselves and you know trying to try to make a team play and i guess i thought it was interesting that they're playing so many 2019 players yeah. and those a lot of the leaders on here when it comes to you know steals and blocks they're 
They are 2019 players. Yeah, I wonder if that was the COVID season, right? If some of those guys didn't get as much development as they historically would because they went to the bubble yeah. and off seasons were kind of limited the following year. And there's just a lot of moving parts. So maybe it makes sense. Typically, you know, you, yeah. you don't see that after second year players. You don't see a lot of third year guys, but... I would venture a guess that COVID had something to do with that. So, yeah, I guess it is to see him get out yeah. there and play some ball. I don't see any players that really stand out other than, you know, just the highlights of, you know, Chet. But um, Cam Thomas, I mean, he he's averaging 28.7 points per game. So when I see that, I'm just like, man, should, should I be keeping an eye on this guy? Like, who who is he and what team does he play for? So it's it's kind of interesting. What team does? What I don't even know. What team does he play for? Brooklyn Nets. Oh, okay. And uh, he was... He was drafted 27th in the first round of the 2021 NBA draft. Okay, 2021. So this is his second year, third mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Okay. And then there's Moses Moody was a 2021 draft pick. He was picked 14 in the first round. And then, uh, let's see, he plays for the Golden State Warriors right now. He's averaging 27 and a half points. And then Trey Murphy with 26 and a half points, he plays for the Pelicans. Oh. So, you know, my, my prediction to win the championship your, right there. Yeah, yep. Bird Boys. 2021 yep. draft, he was picked 17th, so... Yeah, just kind of interesting to see those guys at the top. Some players that I, I've heard of Moses Moody, but I didn't know he was going to be second in a summer league. So interesting. One of the names that I recognized on here was Wiseman from the Golden State Warriors. He, I don't think, played at all during the playoffs. Yeah. Or if he did, it was just garbage time. But he's getting better. He has a pretty solid track record so far in the summer league. So well, it shows the depth that they have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's going to be used this year for sure. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. And look, at he's. He's leading the league right there in summer league. I'm not sure how much he's going to get a play this year once again. I mean, they were super hurting it big, and, and they were able to re-sign Kevon Looney. They weren't able to keep uh, Gary Payton the second. I think they had to kind of pick and choose which one they wanted to keep. They opted keeping and re-signing Kevon Looney, so they still are pretty good in the center. Uh, so again, I, I'm not sure how much time Wiseman's going to see once once he actually gets there because they did, uh, like I said, resign Looney. Of course, they kept him. Yeah. They have all these max players on their team, and they are able to afford him. Still, I don't get it. <laughs> it's insane. Well, good owners are happy to pay the luxury yeah. tax and win championships. Where cheap owners, <laughs> I wish Sarver. we had him as owner. Yeah, exactly. Sarver is not going to pay the luxury tax, and a lot of team owners won't pay the luxury tax. So sure. we're stuck with whatever the the owner's willing to spend and hopefully the GM can make good use of that money and you know it is what it is let's shift gears a little bit let's talk about some of the newsworthy events that have happened in the NBA uh, this week Adam Silver has announced that he's dropping the age restriction 18 uh, year olds will once again be allowed to be drafted previously they mm-hmm. changed this rule so that you had to be 19 most players opted to spend a year in college but what do you think of that rule Roddy and I, I don't see a problem with that. I think they should do that. I don't understand why there is any age limit. I don't care how old they are. I mean, why why did they start that rule in the first place? Was it because people were saying that they need to concentrate on their education over the NBA? Yeah, I don't really know what was the motivating factor because you had those guys like Kobe and Amari, those all LeBron, those all came right out of high school. But then suddenly, maybe it was a year in college. Maybe they tried mm. to save. Yeah the NCAA maybe the NCAA give them some kickbacks to to make their league more competitive but yeah it didn't seem like it made a lot of but sense yeah you got a good point NCAA controls a lot when it comes to you know yeah. betting and making money and stealing from the kids you got to follow the money man <laughs> it's always where the money is and that's that's how policy is made that's how decisions are made yeah who's going to put the most money in right. people's pockets 
And uh, it's an unfortunate nature of the business. And I think that's maybe what this initial rule, why the rule was changed initially. So NBA changing their rules. 18-year-olds will potentially be drafted. So we might see high school players coming right into the NBA again. Now let's talk about a a Twitter account that I know is near and dear to your heart. And that is the spoof news site, Ballsack Sports. Yeah who is not a real sports site, but they, <laughs> they tweet ridiculous stories, and every now and then, somebody falls for them. In this case, it was ESPN, who believed that it was real, and they made uh, they quoted it, and they did a whole story about it, and they just had to basically do a retraction, saying, oh, we got duped <laughs> yep. by that. They they keep quoting players, and it's hilarious, because people take it seriously from Ballsack Sports. <laughs> yeah, and ESPN took it seriously. So the quote was, again, this is not a real quote. It's a made-up quote from Ballsack Sports, which if you can't tell from the name, it's it's a spoof site. But they basically say, if you put – or what they have John Morant saying is, if you put Michael Jordan in today's game, he's just another superstar. You have Curry, Luka, Dame, Trey, and then you have guys like LeBron – Durant, Giannis, Kawhi. It's not just about one superstar and a bunch of average guys. So he's basically saying in this that, you know, Michael Jordan was great, but in today's NBA, he would just be one of the many great players, not the greatest of all time, uh, which is obviously going to get the people at ESPN all riled up because how dare you ever say anything bad about Jordan? Uh, so they did a really good job of delivering such a <laughs> divisive or dis, uh, divisive tweet and they, they took it hook, light and sinker. Who apologized? Was it ESPN or Balsack? It was ESPN. Balsack was happy, I'm sure. Okay. They're, they're happy that somebody <laughs> fell for their uh, for their clickbait. Typical ESPN, they're all about drama, so anytime they get a hold of anything, they just run with it. It's not just ESPN. It's just sort of all of those major news markets. Mm-hmm. They'd rather be first than right, and they'll deal with the consequences Well, I just later. don't like how ESPN... I, I feel like they focus on drama more than they do on the actual sport itself, like more than highlights and, you know, just... Anytime like someone yeah. tweets something, they, they say something about someone, they run the huge stories on it. When there's like a bunch of different news they could be covering, like, you know, last night's NHL game or just anything else that it, it doesn't matter. I hate when they just cover that instead of actual games that, that were played the night before. I once saw a ESPN when I was flipping the channels. It was Stephen A. Smith coming up next. We'll talk about his favorite type of lasagna. And it's like, really? Is that what you're covering today? Ooh. It was It was it terrible. Had I just stay in tune, yeah, wait, wait through the commercials so I don't miss that. <laughs> exactly. I just like, who approves that sort of story? It's complete nonsense and garbage. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that's just always yelling for no reason at all. It could be the most peaceful story, and he's just like, I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. Yep. And it makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't believe he gets so many ratings that he does, because everyone yeah. tunes in to watch what he says about whatever it is, and... I, yeah, I'm the same. I can't stand him yelling at the TV. I, I cannot watch his show. I always turn it after it comes on, you know. I just, yeah, I'm the same. It, it, when it was him and Skip Bayless, it was just the epitome mm-hmm. yep. of bad television. So I'm glad at least they're separated now, but it's still, they still exist. They're still out in the wild yelling at uh, their screens. <laughs> there were some uh, rule changes that went in this week as well from the NBA. So they made some changes to the transition rule. Uh, and I think you're probably more familiar with this, Ronnie. Do you want to go into detail what that entails? Yeah. So basically, whenever a player, you know, there would be a big steal and then they would be in transition going the other way and there was a big play developing, but then the opposing team would foul them. So that way, you know, nothing happened. You know, they were, the odds were against them. It was like a, a three and one, you know, run to the basket. And 
it just stopped the play. So they basically made a rule where if that happens now, if the opposing team fouls the player that's, you know, going to the basket, it's going to be a free free throw, like one free throw. They get the foul caught on them and the team gets the ball back. So I hope I probably confused everyone the way I explained it because I suck at explaining things like <laughs> yeah, that. A little but bit, a little bit. Basically, they're just it's just making the game more fun. It's going to be... Okay. Better for it's going to be more exciting because they're not taking away these big plays that we're trying to develop af- after a steal. So yeah, I like this. Those are sort of the highlights that you look for, right? Is is a turnover, a big turnover forces, uh, you know, a two on one or a three on one, and you're going to see the alley oop dunks, yeah. or you're going to see some, you know, behind the back sort exactly. of stuff. So I'm I'm okay with that. It makes it less rewarding to foul those because then you're going to get the shot and the ball, or you're going to give up the shot and the ball. So let them go. Let the crowd get hyped. Call a timeout instead. Uh, so I'm I'm a fan of that rule. Yeah, yeah. The penalty before was you know where the if it was a clear path to the hoop, you know they they're still going to have that, but now they're having it where it's just like a transition foul. If you foul them when it's just you know that and in, in transition, then it's taken away. But um, if there's two minutes left in the game, then you're able to do the foul without being penalized because they want to still allow teams to you know yeah. sometimes they need to lengthen the game, you know, and kind of free have a free throw shootout. So they're still allowing that with two minutes ago and an overtime as well. Well, they need those extra commercial breaks to, to make that big <laughs> NBA money. Yeah. Uh, that's I, that's I, the I only reason that. those point. things exist, right? Is, is to extend the game, yep, let those exactly. TV advertisers get their money, uh, follow the money. It's always about the money. No, but seriously, that does, that does make sense to do it in the final two minutes just because, you know, you're trying to foul, get them to the free throw line. Score some points without the clock advancing. So uh, that's a smart rule. Football has different rules within two minutes or within five minutes. I think if you go out of bounds is when they stop the clock. So it makes sense that the NBA would have some protections and not change the game too much. Uh, but those last two minutes could take a really, really long time. One of the other rule changes, something that they've been voting on every year, was the the play-in game for the playoffs. It looks like that's going to stick around. That's going to become a permanent fixture in the NBA. And I'm a fan of that. I've enjoyed the playoff game. I think it's probably been good for ratings. It's been good for the, the drama and the tension. And it gives a team that's sort of on a roll a chance yeah. to continue that role and potentially you know make a deep postseason run. Getting hot mm-hmm. at the right time, you're rewarded as long as you're not too far down uh, in the basement. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it just comes down to, you know, the two games. You just have to... Right. I mean, if you lose two games, you're out. So it kind of sucks for, like, if if there's a team that's in seventh place and then they get knocked out, but they had, like, a really good record, I I just could see this happening to the Suns. That's just their way. It's totally going to happen to the Suns. I know it's going to happen to them, and I'm going to be super pissed that this rule is still in, in place. But I do agree with it. Like, I... There's teams that get hot, you know, even they're, if they're in ninth or 10th place and they play in, they could be a better team than, you know, 8th or 7th place. So I, I like it. Yeah, and the, the Bubble Suns would have certainly been a team that benefited from this. You know, they were getting hot at the right time. They won every game in the bubble. So it is nice to see teams that get that chemistry or, or get a key player back from injury to have a chance uh, not be completely eliminated. Mm-hmm. And from, from a playoff or from a draft perspective, it really gives you some motivation to keep playing in the season because maybe you're within striking distance of 10th place in yeah. the conference. So I like it. I'm happy with it. I'll like it until my team gets eliminated for it. <laughs> sure. Know? 
Well, NBA free agency is still underway, and with that, you hear a lot of rumors going around. Uh, so we were going to take a couple minutes just to talk about some of the rumors. The biggest one that just came out uh, this week was that the Utah Jazz are now open to potentially trading Donovan Mitchell. So obviously they traded Rudy Gobert earlier in the season, and it was said or, or at least believed that uh, Donovan Mitchell was untouchable at that point in time. They have since softened on that stance. Yeah. And now maybe he's available and, and those rumors are starting to fly and teams yeah. are starting to look to see if they can put a package together to get him out of Utah. So, Ronnie, have you heard any any rumors about the NBA that uh, you want to talk about? The Mitchell one was the biggest one. So Utah is willing to listen to some some trade offers for, for Mitchell. We called it. We knew it. We knew that the Jazz was going to fall apart, you know, because they've yeah. been good for three years, but they just weren't happy with each other because they they kept pretty much getting knocked out in, like, the first part of the playoffs. Um, right now, the Knicks are talking with the Jazz about a Mitchell trade, so maybe something will happen with the Knicks. So, yeah, kind of interesting. But, yeah, the Jazz, they just they lost all of their star players. They really did. It's like they, they just realized they're going to be stuck in the middle of the pack, so let's hit mm -hmm. the reboot switch and, and try to rebuild. They a lot to work on. They do, especially if they get rid of... Uh, Mitchell, they're they're really starting over completely. So we'll see what happens. In other NBA rumors, we uh, we see that Kevin Durant's name is attached to pretty much every team, but th the newest is that the Warriors would be open to reuniting with Kevin Durant. Uh, Steph Curry specifically was quoted as saying, "Is like you know, yeah, he would have no problem with that." Uh, what are what are your feelings on? Uh, Durant coming back to Golden State, Roddy. Mm, that would be dumb. I think Katie needs to win a championship on his own. Nobody wins a championship on their own anymore. It's all these super teams. You at least always have one all-star, one other all-star. So I, I just I just don't think that's possible in this day and age to win a championship on your own. If he wants to get back with someone, he needs to get back with uh, what's their names <laughs> oh <laughs> when boy. they had the, no, the whole. Uh, why why yeah. am I having this brain fart with <laughs> Russell Westbrook and what's his name Harden? What team did they need play to get on, all Ronnie? back together and what win the championship themselves? On? That would be a that was on Houston, no, nope. not Houston Rockets, <laughs> <It was> on, <laughs> on Oklahoma City. There you go, good job. <laughs> yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But even if he got back together with those guys on the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's not winning it by your own. You have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That's a very talented team. So there is no winning it on your own anymore. The last team that probably did that was mm -hmm. LeBron before he went to Miami. He didn't even win it all. Right? He just made it to the NBA Finals. But I don't know if there's been another team with just a single superstar. You know, Luka taking him out to the Western Conference Finals last year. But has there been another team? I'm just saying nobody respects his championships that he has right now. Nobody respects his rings because he went to a championship team. I respect he him. He just added to what they already had, and it was ridiculous. It wasn't even fun watching those years because we knew they were going to win. I don't know. It was fun to watch to see how they would jive together. and There was some growing well, there, Okay, so yeah, there was that one last year where Durant hurt his, uh, whatchamacallit, his... he blew it his, <laughs> I don't know what that little thing is on the bottom of your foot, but he, he ruptured something. Okay. And yeah, they ended up losing in the playoffs, but now they win again. Now they're a championship team and he wants to go back. 
And I would disagree. I think the NBA respects Kevin Durant. I don't think they look at him as a, a counterfeit player. They they respect him, but they don't respect his rings. Okay, so could, would you would you say the same thing about Steph Curry and his rings since he won them with no. with All Stars as well? No, because they won without Durant. So they they were a championship team. They 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 proved themselves. They're an amazing trio with Green and Thompson. But could you just say that Steph? is a system player and he found a system that works well for him. And, you know, he's a great jump shooter, but you put him on a different team. He's not going to be as, as productive. And it's, it's more, more of what Steve Kerr has done versus than what Steph has done. But he's most of the system. Do you see how much he runs around to get open where, you know, other players and other teams, they just stand around and do like the isolation plays and watch their star player try to try to score points. But, He's moving around. He's getting himself open. He's doing the work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Roddy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Steph moves very well without the ball. He's always running around the court. He's yeah. a very active player on Absolutely. the offensive side. I, I just, again, Durant doesn't get the respect he, he deserves. Uh, okay. He's a really good player. He's an excellent player. He's like, what, top three in a league right now? Yeah. Somewhere. At least. Somewhere in that range, I'd say, for but sure. He's arguably, you know, but. When when it comes to those, talking about those championships, it's like, well, yeah, but you won it with the championship team, the team that won two championships before you got there. Yeah. Or was I, it just one? Might have been one. <laughs> but they were in the finals for two years in a row before he got there, I know. Yeah, they were a perennial playoff team without Durant. Yeah. He gets there and they win. Um, yeah. So I just feel like he needs to find someplace like Phoenix, where <laughs> we've never won a championship. And he could actually show that he could win a championship on his own. With two yeah, all-stars. Booker, yeah, we have Chris Paul. Yeah, those are big names. But, no, at but. least, dude, I mean, there is no way the Suns are ever going to win a championship in my lifetime. If <laughs> he does it, I will have a lot of respect for him. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. If he stays either. in Brooklyn, they have a chance too. But I think that would be a that would be a championship ring worth talking about for him. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. It's it's something that he helped create. I mean, he's certainly going to have superstars with him, so it's not a solo effort. Uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's move away from rumors and let's talk about actual news, actual NBA news. Uh, the biggest one that just came out: DeAndre Ayton has received an offer sheet from the Indiana Pacers. DeAndre Ayton is a restricted free agent. The offer sheet is basically saying, hey, this is what we'll pay him. The Suns now have 44, 48 hours to match that or basically let him go. Uh, they can also match it and then negotiate a sign and trade with the uh, Indiana Pacers. But $133 million for four years. It is the biggest offer sheet ever tendered to a restricted free agent in NBA history. So, all be keeping our our ears and eyes open to see what becomes of that, especially us Phoenix Suns fans, because he was a big part of this team here, and I would I would hate to see him go for nothing. But basketball is a business, as as we've seen before. Uh, that was the big news that I have running. Was there any NBA news that you saw or that you wanted to talk about? I had some. Hold on, let me get the pulled up. I was going over some other things, so you got me off track right here. So we got over that one. Um, Nuggets signed Caldwell Pope to a two-year extension, $30 million. That was a kind of big one. Middleton is going to be back at the start of next season after his wrist injury. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a huge boost for the Bucks. They made it yeah. pretty far this year without him, but uh, it'll be even better with. Yeah, uh, but I think that's the reason they got knocked out of the playoffs. He was a big part of that. All right, any other news? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's nothing okay. else really worth talking about. All right, thanks, Ronnie. All right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. 
the offseason has been pretty pretty frantic with free agency signings and a lot of big trades. So, so far this offseason, I wanted to pick out who our winners and losers are. Uh, so I'll go first with uh, the offseason winner. So far for me is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They made that huge trade to acquire Ro- Rudy Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert, he is now going to be joining Colorado Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards up in Minnesota. They had to give up a lot to get him. They gave up a total of 10 different assets, five draft picks, and five players. Players, but you know, if you're the GM, if this doesn't work out, you're going to get fired, or you're not going to have those draft picks anyways. That that's the problem for the guy that's going to replace you. If it does work out, you know, you look like a genius, and uh, you you have some some runway if you struggle after you know these players start to age out. But I think it was a good move. I think they're going to be extremely talented once they start jiving together, and they're going to really give a lot of teams a lot of trouble. Uh, now you you have, you know, Carl Anthony Towns that could just focus more on the offensive side. Let Rudy Gobert be the the defensive stopper in the paint. That's what he's good at. That's what he's done his whole career. And I just think it's a sound move. I think you took the best player available, you know, Utah was was trading, and I think it's going to make you a better team overall. So, it's curious to what what your opinion is on on this trade, yeah, Roddy. I I agree with you with this team. I think they're going to be first in the West. Okay. Um, they are the West side, right? Yeah, Minnesota plays in the West. I think they are, even though they're Minnesota. Yeah, yeah yes, sometimes you get confused with them being on that side. But yeah, their their team. So they got D'Angelo Russell, right? Anthony Edwards. Is that Kyle Anderson, I think? And then they got Towns, of course, and Gobert. God, that starting lineup is just scary to see. They're they're definitely gonna I, I think they'll be best in the league next year. I don't I don't see why they win it. I would place a bet on them to win the whole thing. They were good last year, but yeah. they had Beverly on their team, so that kinda <laughs> slowed them down. <laughs> Yeah, they, they are, I think they're going to be better. They're always sort of a mid-round playoff team. I don't think they're going to be the best in the West. The West is really, really good, but I think they'll make it out of the first round, uh, or at least to the first round, right? They, they made it to the play-in game, but I, I think they'll be more competitive. Uh, it might take a little while for this team to come together, but, uh, who do you have as, as your winner? So, and then they did trade going to my team, you know, my biggest loser. I was going to say, you might, you mind if I start with the biggest loser? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so they traded most of their players to Utah. So yeah, they're yeah they're bad. They're <laughs> going to be rough. Well, with Beverly, you know, going to Utah, especially. I mean, yeah. Don't you think Utah's just a, a biggest loser just because they <laughs> added him now too? <laughs> they traded away a superstar for a bunch of role players. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be a rough year for they them. They lost Gobert. Yep, and uh, I, they just have Mitchell now. I think. Yeah, it's going to be rough. And then Mitchell, um, who is that three pointer guy that made a lot of shots? Uh, he was a. A bigger, older-looking white dude. I forget I his name right no now. No idea who you're talking about. <laughs> no. I forget his name, but he he left the team too. I forget his name right now. I'll have to look him up. But yeah, they had like all their starters are leaving, you know. And then yeah, now let's talk about Mitchell. So it's just it's tough. Um, Utah's not going to be what they they were next year, and we already talked about it earlier. But they're definitely the biggest loser in the league. And then Beverly doesn't even want to play for this team. You know, he's all disappointed. He was all celebrating last year with. Minnesota, you know, when they were winning their playoff games and throwing his shirt in the stands and everything, and then they got rid of him. It's like, what, I don't know what kind of move was that was, you know, for Minnesota's part, but I'm happy it happened to Beverly because I hate him, so that's good. That's what he gets for talking a bunch of trash about Chris Paul and saying he's soft and everything. So, you know, you know how many rings Beverly has? He doesn't have any. Same as Chris Paul. Yep, exactly. So Zero. why is he talking all this trash? Because they gave him a microphone. I'm just bad. I'm just happy for 
for Beverly going to to Utah and screwing him over. <laughs> <laughs> Being on a team that doesn't want him. He doesn't even want yeah. to be on the team. So, yeah, I'm sure that's going to work out really well for everybody. So, yeah, there we go. Utah is your biggest loser. The Their trade partner, the Timberwolves, are my biggest winner. Mm-hmm. So let me talk about my biggest loser. And right now I have the biggest loser as the Dallas Mavericks. They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. They traded or they didn't trade away, but they let Jalen Brunson leave. They made a, they added JaVale McGee. They did need to get bigger on the inside. So that was a, a needed signing, but you lose your second biggest score and you haven't replaced him with anybody. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know what their plan is. They need to do something. I'd be upset if I was a Dallas Mavericks fan seeing this. I'm also afraid we're going to start the season or we're going to see throughout the season. We're going to see Lucas sad face and nobody wants to see Lucas sad face. Right, Roddy? Good. <laughs> he's uh he's on my hate list, so I don't care about him either. Um, isn't wasn't Dallas your prediction to win the championship next year, or was that no. Luca winning the MVP? No, I had that Dallas would win the first seed in the West because their style of play wins a lot of games. They score a lot of points, but I had Memphis mm. going to the Western Conference Finals and then losing to the Celtics. Yeah. So yeah, they were they're going to be good. They're going to win a lot of games, but yep, yep. they're not going to be able to make a deep run in the playoffs unless they do something to replace what they've lost. So all right, so let's go over their starting lineup right here. So you do have Luca. Then they got Tim Hardaway Jr. I forgot. They got, yep. uh, is it Reggie Reggie Bullock? Yes, Reggie Bullock. Okay, and then C Wood. Let me click on his name because I don't. It doesn't. Christian Wood. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, either um, do I. I. And then Javale McGee. So they're trying to put something together, but it just doesn't look very good right now. So I don't know. They, I completely forgot about Tim Hardaway. He was injured most of the the season. Certainly missed all the postseason. But yeah, he's he's something. With McGee and Hardaway, they do play hard. So they're they're sure. hustlers, you know. So I'll I'll give them that. So they yeah I feel like they have something going in the right direction there. But I mean, when when you lose, uh, what's his name, Bullock or no, not Bullock, uh, Brunson? Brunson. Yeah, Brunson. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. That's a, that's a big loss, though. You got to try to keep him. You got to keep your good players. And like you said, surround Luca. I just, yeah, I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to take a step back. I think they're the biggest losers yeah. thus far of the of the off season. And I don't think there's a lot of players left. So unless they're planning on making a trade somewhere, they're not going to replace that production. Maybe Tim Hardaway takes a, an improvement and, and becomes that scorer, but he hasn't been the twenty plus point guy that you had with Brunson and you haven't replaced that. So they gotta they gotta get some more points on the board. They gotta score. I don't think they're ever gonna be a defensive team with Luca and they haven't done anything that makes me think they're gonna get back mm-hmm. to the Western Conference finals. So we'll see. Yeah. I I, I hope you're right. <laughs> so my winner is actually the Phoenix Suns. The Suns? Really? The Phoenix Suns. Oh boy. So I, I think they're they're the winners because uh they had the the best record in the league last year, right? Yeah. They did lose a couple of players, like we mentioned, McGee. You know, they lost Aaron Holiday. But so far, they're keeping their team together. They're adding some pieces. But most importantly, um, Durant asked to come to the team, asked, he requested a trade. I think that made them the winner because, well, now you got a lot of, a lot of things to deal with. You know, you got a lot of possibilities to try to get one of the best players in the league. Or if you don't get Durant, you still have most of your team left that was the best team in a league last year for you know the regular season. Um, and the downside, you do have Aiton that's probably going to leave, but maybe, I mean, you're, they're, it looks like they're including him in a lot of these trade scenarios, so it's good that we, yeah, so we, we still have him. So I think 
maybe you're not really seeing them, you know, with winning right now because you're you're anxious to see Durant get on this team. But again, if we don't get Durant, we still have this team that's really good, and we're probably just going to lose Aiton. That's I don't think that's a huge loss in other people's eyes. It might be, but he's replaceable. Hypothetically, we haven't done anything. We just had players lose. So I don't know. I, I disagree with you on, on saying that they're the winner just because they haven't done anything. They've, they've lost McGee. They resigned, you know, Bismack Biombo, who was the third center. The DeAndre Ayton situation, we don't know how that's going to play out as of yet. But if it, if he stays, are they going to be better than they were last year? Everyone's going to be a year older. I don't think they've made a step up now if deandre leaves i think we i think you take a huge step back unless you are, are involved in one of these blockbuster trades so i i fail to see how the suns are the winner but i understand your optimistic uh appraisal of the situation well okay here's the other thing just durant showing interest in the suns also created all this attention they're like okay well if durant wants to get on this team let's I want it on that team too. You know, there's got to be something good there. So I think it did kind of generate a lot of interest for other players to really look at the Suns and be like, what, what are we doing here? Like, should I, should I be interested in this team? And I think they've taken a really good look at the team, the team. And I, I think it's going to help us in the long run. It's kind of, it's just not showing right now. I, you have some really good points there, but I think in the long run, you're going to see that this is actually helping us and we're, we're being the winners of, of the off season right now. I hope so, Ronnie, because the Suns are the cursed franchise of the NBA. It would sure be nice to not have yeah. that continue to be true, uh, whether it be DeAndre Ayton coming back and us winning or using DeAndre Ayton as a trade piece. We could potentially win the offseason. I I just don't think we've done it mm-hmm. this offseason as of yet. So there you have it. The Suns and the Wolves are our winners yeah. this offseason thus far. You know, if I were to be honest, I was going to pick the Wolves too, <laughs> but I needed to pick a different team. I picked the Suns because I truly, I, I felt like Durant saying that he wants to come here is just, that was a huge win for us. Just him saying it. He wants to be traded to us. I'm like, heck yeah. So I don't know. I just, I feel really good about it. Well, nothing's, nothing's happened yet. Yeah. Nothing still has happened. It's still just talk. So all talk. Yeah. But it's, it's creating a bunch of attention for us. So I, I like it. Well, I have some news for you and, and for everyone else. So when we started this podcast, or when I started editing this podcast, I should say, uh, DeAndre Ayton was offered a offer sheet from the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we mentioned that $133 million for four years, and the Suns matched it almost instantly. So uh, at the time when, I, when we started this, it had not yet been matched. The Suns matched it fairly quickly. So DeAndre Ayton, as of now, he is under contract with the Phoenix Suns. They could certainly use that as a trade piece. I'd have to look and see if that contract includes a no trade clause, but uh, maybe, maybe Ronnie was right. Maybe they are going to bring back the core pieces here. And this team is going to end up in the winning side of the off season. So time will tell, obviously the off season is far from over. Uh, stick with us. We're going to bring bigger new news updates every chance we can. If you're not following us on Twitter, please do so. Uh, we'll try to keep you up to date on all the happenings in basketball Thanks for listening to this episode of JNR Bo- Basketball. Join us for our next episode where we're going to have our our bachelor special, or our bachelorette special. You might be thinking, what the heck does that mean? So you'll have to stay tuned to find out. And we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you soon.